mountain sea, a world that's waiting up for me, that I call my own. Through the dark, through the door, through where no one's been before, but it feels like home. Well, I'm starting to feel a bit crazy. And by the way, this is a million dreams. I love, I love the Greatest Showman. I mean, that that musical is incredible. Um, but I'm starting to feel a little, little stir crazy here. I had a dream. By the way, Mike Myers, what are you doing? Okay, uh, I had a dream that uh, there was a study that was not published, and I was desperately looking for it. And then when I woke up, my consciousness, my you know, whatever, when I regained it after sleeping, it wasn't there. So I guess I'm just starting to have COVID-19 dreams, which is just really weird to me. But uh, here we go. <laughs> I can't even hear you right now. You you there? There you are. All right. I got you now. Was it my fault? No, you know what? I had the level a little muted. So there we go. Good, because it's never my fault. No, it never is your fault. You know. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's very strange that I had that had this thing, and I wake up and uh, I forget it. So I guess I'm starting to just have these dreams. Well, it's been an interesting day already. Some someone I don't know sent me some porn on my phone. Well, that happens if you get Zoom bombed. That will happen. So I don't know if that happened on Zoom or just regular life. Oh, I don't think so. But. Uh... Anyway, um, yeah, this morning I'm supposed to have uh, this Eric Kretzinger on. And two days ago, there's a possibility I was uh, exposed to the COVID. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, you got it too, huh? The COVID-19. Because <laughs> of the spittle from your brother-in-law or something else? Now? Yes, the brother-in-law spittle. And uh, so uh, anyway, I sent a message to this gentleman and just forewarned him. In case he decides that it might not be uh, a good idea for him to come over. Well, that so wait, wait, wait. How do you deduce that you might have COVID because of the spittle, or just does? Well, you... I mean, it's fourteen days. Uh, it takes how many days for it to for you to start having the uh, the the symptoms? Yeah, fourteen. Isn't that days a TV so. show? The symptoms. You know what? It should be. That'll be like the new version of The Simpsons. That'll be good. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. Instead of uh, Homer, there would be uh, I don't know all the you know Coroner would be the the lead. <laughs> Coroner and Cover. Exactly. That's <laughs> uh, bad. Focus. Anyway, um, oh, I am focused today. By the way, <laughs> congratulations! You can now piss off more people by saying I was reopening tomorrow. It is official. Stores. Yeah. Stores are reopening like it's it, and what I mean by that is you could just post, hey, I'm excited. I was going to reopen and you get more flat, you know, more criticism. So that'll be fun. No, I actually I uh, I've been having a conversation with this Muslim friend of mine. That's where I got that that scarf I was wearing. Well, for are those on the podcast, and not video. He was just I think he was trying to make me laugh. I don't know. It was just it was just funny to tune him in. And there he is. I think it's called a hijab or something. Yeah, I mean, they have hijab. Hijab. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. 
You know, Michael, I could easily turn this microphone to the rain. They might have some more thoughtful insight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so know, are those the Lord's said, hands on your shirt? I love that shirt. The Lord's hands? Yeah, I don't know what that's in the, on your shirt. No, that's the Boone Homeless Fund. Okay, no, it looks like that's in God's hands though, which is pretty we're, cool. We're, we're well, it, it's true. Things are. I mean, you're, you know, I guess that's if that's what you, uh, you really need to have your nose swabbed. <laughs> no, I mean this is weird. I was uh, having congestion in my nose yesterday, so doesn't it make you just kind of sort of. You know, because this morning, and I haven't really been concerned about this at all until my brother came, brother-in-law came over. And then I've been kind of sort of, hmm, well, what if I need to make sure I get that life insurance policy uh, upped? <clears throat> well, yeah, because God forbid he I'm, has it and he spit right in your face. I mean, I don't know. well, no, no, well, you know, that's interesting. You put it that way. He spit right in my face. Someone might misconstrue that as being that he tried to COVID-19 me. That's true, because they are targeting people who are going to spit and be. It's, it's insane. The New York Police Department is cracking down on that, actually, now that you talk about it. Yeah. Have they gotten back to you yet? Oh, yeah, about that. No, they. I'm, I'm scot-free. So. Let's not, let's not, scot-free? Sounds like Walmart. Scot-free is just, I don't know where it came from, but I just love that term. Scott Tissue. Just hit bottom. Thousands were wiped out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I've so, been getting some, some interesting uh, uh, audio, little audio clips from Sonia Shields from the UK. And she's there. It's a mess over there, too. She's just really, really disappointed by the government. Well, and now there are scientists that say, let's open up everything to expose people and maybe have this vaccine that could work in September or by September. They're already trying 6,000 people over the next month for the vaccine they've created over there. Well, and have you heard this one, rumors abound, that um, you'll need to get the uh, vaccine, kind of like polio back in the day. But you'll need to get the vaccine, and then you will get a digital, some kind of a digital something or other that'll prove that you've had the. Well, this is the <clears throat> this is the thing that some are talking about that there could be a digital chip inserted yep. in you once, and it's. I'm not ready for that, Michael. Well, and look, a friend of mine had said yesterday the 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 word Corona, six letters. And if you assign each letter, starting with letter A, the number one, and then you add up the, the, the numbers from the letters, you'll end up with six letters for Corona and then 66. So it's 666. So this is, uh, no, I don't want to say uh, it's been a whole conspiracy. I don't want to say that, but. It's just, I do not have. I don't have the time to sit around and freak out. All well, I let me know... ask you, how many of your friends are on the deep end with this? I mean, I feel like, because my stepfather said a lot, of, a lot of his friends are starting to go off the deep end in their thoughts with all this. Well, I quite a few. My wife and I have had uh, just a little bit of, there's been a little tension. Now, she is making masks for people. 
And again, you know, for somebody to make fun that somebody's wearing a mask and and thinking that's going to help, it is about other people. I mean, I can, I can, I can confirm that with what happened in our kitchen the other day. Well, since you're very worried about it, I have to ask now, are you showing any symptoms or? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not very worried about it. I just don't want to give it to somebody else. Who's running for office, by the way. (laughs) Exactly. If they weren't running for office, if they were a Democrat running for office. Stop it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're not that vicious. We all know that. I'm really not. I am a lover, not a hater. But that would be weird if he came to your house and then couldn't run anymore because something happened. That would just be strange. Yeah, and then blame it on me and make it, you know, national news that I COVIDed somebody. Oh, wait a minute. I got a message back. Thank you for sharing this. I discussed with my wife, and she is adamant. I not put myself in a position this close to the virus. I would really like to do your show, but we'll need to postpone. Very sorry, and hope you understand. Thank you. And I'm glad that that happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it would be wrong of me not to have said something to him. And I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. We don't know. But I'm glad you took that precaution because you just don't know. And who knew that your brother-in-law would be doing that to begin with? So it's not like you planned not to have him over. You know what I mean? Like that was just something that came up over the week. Oh, well, actually, I I will tell you that when I saw the spittle, I, uh, I, I inhaled like I used to when I used to smoke pot i'm kidding i'm i hope you're i hope you are oh Um, that's just sick no it's not even that i just didn't know you know i guess i didn't know that you had done that how frequently did you smoke pot i didn't know that you were you did that too oh my goodness gracious i was uh they used to call me space cadet really some people call me maurice (whistles) some yeah, I mean, I, I actually, <laughs> I can look back now and find the humor in it, but I used to uh, actually, I got lost on an on-ramp with a car full of friends. Oh, my God. It was good stuff. Oh, my gosh. So you got lost on- scary. It was scary, actually. I mean, I was scared to death, and I was hysterical. Well, and that's also what they say it does if you take too much of it, you know, it just gets you all hysterical and all that. And I used to uh, I used to roll the uh, tobacco out of my cigarettes and then load it with pot and go out on service calls. I mean, I had a real addiction, and that's mm-hmm. why there's there's certain things I just can't um, I just can't mess with. By the way, this opens up our time this morning, if you don't mind. Sure, let's talk a little more. So, I mean, there's so much about you that even I learned in an email, and I I mean. Like there's more than just Radio Hope. You've obviously had a lot of journeys to get to where you are today. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, life is just, life is, life is to be lived. And, yeah, you know, people say, well, if I had to do it over, no, it's what, it makes me who I am today. So if somebody has an issue with, whether it's, you know, alcohol, um, oh, my gosh, how much of myself do I open up here? Mm. Fill in the blank. You know, uh, whatever. We've all done. I, I mean, yeah, we've all oh. had our days. Even at 28, I've had my moments too. Because when you're young, you don't understand that having a 90-pound body doesn't allow you to do all crazy, you know, like night on the towns. But like, 
had those moments. So, um, can we talk about what's that, what's this? Well, the email about your pro life stance. I don't know if you want to talk about that. Or not. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, oh wow, oh boy, there's a moment. Yeah, I was. I didn't want to offend you by saying no. And I just, well, I was very curious because you had said you agreed to something 40 years ago, and I don't know if you want to bring that up. Oh, yeah. Well, my, my wife at that time, we were expecting our third, and uh, she had said, and I won't use the exact words because I love the lady dearly. We both know that, you know, children having children probably isn't a good idea, but we uh, were expecting our third. I was excited, and she wasn't and might have had something else going on on the side there and uh so anyway she said if you want to keep the marriage together we're going to get rid of this baby and uh i signed the paper that okayed that and then went out and sat in the car it was a march very dreary day and uh broke and then get this the next day she brought up she said she had had a dream that we had had the baby and I just went ballistic shortly after that. I, I snapped ended up. Uh, that's when I ended up in Illinois without any identification, no money. Um, wow. What a story. And that's where this, this gal that I had told you about that I'd reconnected with came into the picture. And you know what? I am so glad we're having this conversation because that just, that's got to be a priority right now. There are stories that we, personal stories we have that need to be told. Mm. And well, luckily, I haven't, I haven't been in that situation. But I've got to ask you. I, it sounds to me though that today, the the, the would be father doesn't even get a say, or if he does, it's encouraging her. Like today, instead of men advocating for the baby, I've been told that they'd say, "No, don't have the baby." I don't know. It's just is that true? Is that true in the media? conservative media that they are advocating the woman to have abortion or is that just kind of bluster? Uh, I'm not aware that that's the case. I was listening to a show. Well, actually it was on uh, 99.3 a okay. station that you guys were SR. Oh, whoops, never mind. I'm not supposed to go on there. Huh. Anyway, no, no, but tell me, tell me. So you were hearing this story on the radio. Yeah, and I called in and I got all choked up because a lot of times people don't understand the guy's viewpoint of not having a say in whether, you know, he's going to get to have another child or not. I mean, that's that's just wrong. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was tough to get through it. But again, it was something that I just felt at the time needed to be shared. And. Oh, boy, I'm having other. Well, no, it's just interesting you said you signed an agreement because I feel like that's not the case these days. Like some, It just sounds oh. like they go right in and not even have any agreement signings or all that. You're exactly right. Yeah, I, now I get where you're going. I'm glad you you continued to push that point. But, yeah, you're right. Now it's, you know, it's my body. It's my choice. So just get out of here. Mm. And back then it was a requirement that the husband um, – as far, I'm pretty sure that was the case. I could do some checking into that, but I, I'm pretty sure the husband had to agree to that. And then I couldn't stay in there I, in the little waiting area. I just, I had to get out of there. It's like, oh my gosh. And have you yet, ever get, told this story on, on your pod? Yes, you have, I okay. believe I have. 
And and yet when I was sixteen ish and the gal just that I was we were in confirmation class with, I thought, you know, I got her pregnant. So and of course my suggestion was that well, it wasn't a suggestion. So, well, obviously we can't have this baby. So you can see how I have been on both sides of it. And it's like, then something happens when you realize how precious life is. And, and yet for me to tell somebody else, no, you can't do that. I don't think that's right. Either. I was going to say, you're not a hardcore pro-lifer. You're very, you're probably like me down the middle. If you, I, I just feel like abortions now become the la the first resort instead of the last resort. That's my worry about the whole issue. Well, and I had at that time, 40 years ago, had a, a sister-in-law who uh, tried to convince me it was no big deal because she had had six abortions. And yet God forgave her. I, I don't well, know, is I, it even right to say that? I feel like it's not right to even say that. I don't know. I, I, I had quite a – this is kind of going along with what we're talking about. I reconnected with a gentleman – from many years ago. Um, ah, that's for another day. Anyway, you know, do people have a testimony of when they got whammy, when they came to a, a place where God became very real to them? And I don't want to get all religious here, but uh, boy, I, I did, and I will never forget it. And it's uh, what I call my second birthday. Now, there's a challenging thing. Did you, were you brought up in, in your, the tradition of your parents' faith, or did you actually come to a place where, where you were like, oh my gosh, God is real, this whole this whole sun thing, and mm -hmm. wow, there's something to this. Of course, then people think you're a nut, which is okay, because I know I'm a nut. Sometimes I feel like a nut. Well, sometimes I don't. What was, there's a song about that too. Um, uh, now you got me thinking of the song again. I gotta figure that one out, but no, and I, I mention this because uh, one of the pro-life groups I know is at doing a tele, you know, a tele town hall today on it, and one of the former Iowa <gasps> Planned Parenthood directors are are on it. So I it kind of hit home to me to send that to you. Can you? So do you? Do you have a link or something? I could re-forward that to you. I'm not sure how to join in myself, but it's. Uh, oh, be you sent that to me already. Yes, I did. Okay. No, I got it. Okay. Good so. enough. Because that is something that when I heard that that's what they were doing, you know, you'd have this teledoctor thingy and then teledoctor, teledoctor, what's wrong? <laughs> and then if they decide you should, you know, it's okay, they, they, they push a button and a remote control door pops open and then drawer and then you start your, you start your medication <clears throat> and uh, pretty soon you, uh, uh, you abort. Hey, have you seen the movie Unplanned? I have not truly seen it, but I met Abby, and she's so nice. Abby Johnson. You is... met Abby, too. Well, here's the thing. Last year, in the middle of Times Square. Oh, my gosh. This is They cool. had this Focus on the Family event where mm -hmm. they had the heartbeat and everything, and I was part of that because the radio station that I work at was there. And mm. I mean, here's the thing. <clears throat> it was just amazing how you could hear the baby in the womb. And then all yep. the protesters that walked by us and screamed at us left. They had nothing else to say after what that. Else, what else can you say? There's a great story right there, what you and, just shared. And I do think um, – wow. I do think God was in Manhattan that day. And I always – see, 
Oh, Some wow. people like to say, oh, he's not here because of the liberal... Re- no, he's here. He's just not being honored enough. But he's in every one of our lives. I don't think he's honored enough in this city, but he's here, um, no matter what. You know, you you and I, I think we're, we're definitely very, very similar. God was in Manhattan that day. What a story title about that day because i rem- i know about i remember that that's a big deal and i got to meet jim daly great man and actually at the radio station I've, I've also met um james dobson and we just had him on again a couple weeks ago but we have met that, him and uh that you got a you have a fascinating job you I do. met the Pences. That was kind of neat too. I met uh, not 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 Mike, but Charlotte and Karen. His and his son name. was at a recent uh, Republican caucus here in Boone. Very cool. Which was a, quite a surprise for a lot of us. It was for me. <clears throat> well, you know the the daughter makes so many appearances. I I didn't even know he had a son. And I didn't know that she had a, he had a daughter. And there you go. Or son or son-in-law, maybe a son-in-law. I don't know. Anyway, some guy. <laughs> well, how is Iowa's grassroots? Is there like a, a grassroots thing for Trump down there, or what's going on with that whole Republican Iowa caucus stuff? There are a lot of people that are just kind of sort of keeping their head down so they don't get it shot off. Mm. Not that Democrats would shoot guns at them, but it's – you're almost a, you, you get a little nervous saying anything. I mean, when you have a neighbor that challenges your Christian faith because who you voted for, I would actually disagree. I think they would because here's the thing: they would order the militarized state and take away our guns. I mean, it's not. I might go down a rabbit hole, but I've seen that story before recently. Run that by me again. You said the Democrats wouldn't shoot us, but I think. They oh. Would. <laughs> Oh, I tell you, it's just important, I think, to live our lives and 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 vote with our feet, and or foot. Um, but that's what it comes down to. So or foot. Oh, you are you are such a hoot. Oh man, you are something else. You are you you. When are you writing your book? I'm still writing it. I've been trying to write more of it, but it just I have no time. Actually, to, I, that's a stupid excuse. I have nothing. I have no time to do it, though. I need to get more time dedicated to it. You actually started? Oh, yeah. I'm up to Chapter 3. <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 am I jealous? No. But I definitely, I feel like I can do it because I don't want it to be like this huge encyclopedia of my life. I'm only 30, my goodness. Uh, but I would like it to be 100 to 150 pages, and then people could enjoy it. Well, you know what? This guy that... Uh, uh, <laughs> I've I've purchased two or three books on how to write a book and I haven't read any of the books yet. Anyway, he made a cool point. He said, start off your first one, and maybe it would just be, you know, the chapter about passing gum at 70 miles an hour. I mean, that's that could be <laughs> okay. That, hap- that happened in Illinois. Yeah. Well, so tell us about your time in Illinois. I didn't know you, you went interstate there. So you go from Iowa to Illinois? <laughs> yeah, I was in a... Sambo's restaurant early one morning and there was a guy sitting next to me it turns out that he was um, this was during a very manic period of my life after the first wife had kicked me out of the house and uh, I was living in a cabin down in the 
down in the woods. Uh, actually, I really enjoyed it. Focus, Mike, you can do it. So this guy sitting next to me at Sambo's restaurant. Can you imagine a restaurant called Sambo's? You wouldn't get away with that today. Okay. I'm not sure why you have to. Well, it's a story. Little black Sambo and a tiger and some butter. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, anyway, this guy sitting next to me turns out that I'm a bit of an extrovert and turns out he's a farmer. He's a pilot. He has an airplane there in town. I ditched my moped. That was my primary, uh, the, the ex-wife got the car. So I ditched my moped and got on an airplane with him and flew to Rock, Rockford? Is it Rockford? Rock yeah, Island? Rockford, Illinois. That's kind of where, in the, yeah, it Rockford, quad, Illinois. There's a little quad area there, right? Yeah, I think so. Isn't that, I, I want to say that's where Cook County jail is because of the Blues Brothers. I had known that one, but maybe not. Anyway. Yeah, Rockford, so, Illinois. So I end up getting on this plane with him, and uh, and it was to go see this person who had become somebody very important to me because I think it's always important to be able to have somebody that you can pour your guts out to. Absolutely. You just have to be careful if it's a female and you're having marriage issues. Because she will dive right into that or something like that? Possibly. Yep. And she was a... Bit, uh, let's see, would have been eight years younger than I am. <laughs> My current wife is 20 years younger, so what the heck's up with that? <laughs> Congrats on I'm that. Sorry. That's awesome. Well, I do get some high fives from some guys. I just kind of feel sorry for it because I'm really. Because you're what? I'm old. Uh, you know what? This is keeping you young, though, isn't it? This whole podcast dealio. Oh, by the way, I have, a, I have some advice for you. Uh, well, not <laughs> advice, but I have, I have an idea. Would you want to do Zoom with Brian instead of completely cancel with him? With who? With your guest. If he's not coming in, do you want to try and get him on the phone today? Or? Well, not today, but I think that's a great idea, and I need to, I need to check into Zoom because the audio quality, and there's no Amazing. reason this same audio quality. Go ahead. Give me a test, one, two, three. Hello, hello. Yeah, this is coming right over. Is this obviously this would this could be live uh, podcasting broadcasting on Spreaker. So the the audio is amazing. I know. I felt like I'm really right in the studio with you. It's like it's awesome and, as Ed's. And and yeah, and that's just um, and to be able to do this with uh with a uh, with a uh, with Miles McKee on Oh Sundays. my goodness, on Sundays that would be incredible. Cuz you've got of... them by phone right now, right? You've got them patched to the board by phone. Uh, through Skype and Skype audio just is not that good. And remember, I started Skyping you the first couple of days we did this, and I'm like, yep. let's try Zoom. And this has been. And then here I'm using Zoom. Let's try Zoom. It's great. It is. And it I, is. I mean, I didn't realize how easy it is. You could just start. Hello. Hello. You could just start a meeting anytime. You know what they did yeah. when the thumbs down? They, that meant yeah, I was thrown to the lions in, in Rome when he did the thumbs down. So, Oh, that was a cow. What? That was For me, that was a cow. That was an udders. It was like a heart to me. But Forgive, okay. forgive, forgive me. I have thinned. So as anyway. A, as Lugo and Abbott and Costello said, utter what? <laughs> uh, yeah, but and Costello, that's mine. Yeah, but, yeah, but you don't understand. Yeah, but, yeah, but. I hope so, Abbott Lab wasn't offended that I used Hey Abbott to introduce their segment about <clears throat> donating all those tests to the America. I hope they weren't offended by that. Oh, that Abbott. You're very quick. 
you're very, very. So what's going on with your show today? Well, SBA. I've got uh, an update on the SBA loans with a friend of mine who is working in the uh, small business in the whole financial world, and she's in Queens trying to help people. So next up after you will be Rabia Sohail. She will be talking to me about the loan process and the updates on it. Mike, I'm just I'm disheartened when I see all these bills of billions of dollars get passed through. And then you see small businesses isn't even getting it. It's just it's just kind of strange to me. I think it's uh, part of a bigger plan. I hate to say that, but it, small businesses are the backbone as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you know, our little hardware store, I'm so glad it's there. Um, farmers markets. Um, there's just so many small businesses that are, they're all essential. Yeah. No, they're not. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. It helps people pay bills and stuff and buy food and stuff. No, but they're not that important. Yeah, they the way, are. I, I was going to say, the other point I started saying is that when the government says essential, I think it made people feel less essential because their job, I don't know. It just, there was like sort of a, a complex there. And I'm just like, if you, you know, for Governor Cuomo, for anybody to say, oh, these essential employees, I'm like, let's remember we're all essential in this life, right? It's not just the employees. The reason why we have to stay in is because we're also essential just to, just, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, I felt like they really did a nice number dividing up who mattered in this time and who doesn't. And I'm like, everybody oh, matters. Bingo. Everybody matters. All lives matter. Correct. Yep. And when you're just, you know, brought down to a, well, on a scale of one to 10, you're a two. So you really shouldn't be going to work. Now here again, are, I have three uh, brother-in-laws that all work for Tyson's. And now pr the president has come down with this mandate to keep those places open. And I can understand why that would be freaky. Yeah, I think I, I am so twisted about that because then you've got Boston Globe warning Bostoners, oh, there's going to be a food shortage. And I'm just like, is that the media's role right now to just tell us when a food shortage is so we can all make a, a panic again at the markets? Like, I don't know. I just it gets me worried when real publications start talking about it. It, the whole thing is, is 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 either this thing is so overblown on purpose, which I think it is, or I don't I mean, know what it is. Food lines is what Venezuela started to become, and we don't we're not going to become that under uh, you know under our normal person's thinking in America. They're not going to let that happen. Well, yesterday <clears throat> there was a, a food truck. That came into town, um, and the place was swamped. You got Sony headphones. Oh yeah. Anyway, sorry, I disrupted your thought process. There, what were you saying? No, you didn't. I've been checking out your headphones, and I got Sony MDR V6s from 1986. That's huh? that's cool. They're oldies. Okay, so what do you want? So, oh, so there's this food truck, and it was right across the street from uh, this hardware store buddy of mine, and and. Everybody had a mask on except three guys that were there from the uh, uh, National Guard. We have a big National Guard center here in Boone, Iowa. Mm -hmm. And I waved at them, and 
yelled thank you and then you know gave him a an elbow bump and they were like I so much wanted to go over and but I I wanted to stay away because mm. I don't want people to look at me as somebody who doesn't care if people die because I don't wear a mask. By the way, this was my outdoors yesterday. Ice the Mister Softy cr- a truck. Oh, isn't that cool? And actually, there were people going out there, like three people. They put down their mask to do the order, and then they got back in their car. So I don't know if they talked to the guy without a mask or not, but it was kind of weird. Hey, who is that mask man? <laughs> sorry. hi Silver! Oh, wait, sorry. What, are they, what would they call it? Like uh, masked chocolate? Is that going to be a new thing? I don't, I don't know, but it is a, it is strange. It's, but it's, I, uh, it's like a course in New York. There would be still ice cream trucks in the middle of a pandemic, you know, like that would happen. Uh, well, doesn't this make you? I mean, this it's very. I don't know. I'm just not going to let it freak me out. Now I'm glad that I let this guy know, and he's not going to show up. And I think I, he you was probably concerned. just saved his supervisor run, you know. <laughs> wow ouch that hurt might have no it's a good thing meaning you, you stopped him from coming over so he can oh i thought you meant that his affiliation with me might not be oh no expedient no not... to his uh <laughs> believe it or not despite what you get on facebook i think people deep down react because they know you're right about what about reopening about the farmer's market People, when they don't have anything to say, just will fight back because they're, they, 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 I don't know, they might not deep down disagree with you, but they have to put on a face that they do. I don't know. I, uh, I'm just looking forward to another day in the neighborhood and I'll be doing a show about, I don't know what, um, there always seems to, something comes to mind. Maybe we'll still give away T-shirts with Annie Wallert Cook, the little Tasmanian angel friend of mine. She's a hoot. Anyway, I don't know what's going to happen, but um, I do really appreciate these get-togethers. And uh, and now I, we're I, zooming, and it just is so good. So I'm happy that we can do this on a, on a daily, like well, this and I, now. And and I got things here I don't know about. Like it says share screen. I don't know what that does. Oh, I told you that yesterday. It, it literally shares your desktop. So. So let me, so can I record this? Yeah, so I would record the meeting. I don't know if you can, but it says a little record button there. Oh. Now no, you I have don't. a YouTube? Oh, there is a little. <laughs> well, do you, ha- <clears throat> do you have a YouTube? I... Yeah. So what we could start doing is record these and you can put it, we'll put it on our individual YouTubes. Well, I, do, I have a YouTube I don't use because mine's primarily audio and they keep on flagging the music I use, so I don't even try. Oh, and, and speaking of music, I was thinking of the song. So, um, Peter... Uh, Frampton. Peter. No, no, not Frampton. Uh, Salisbury Hill. Uh, you know the song Salisbury Hill. I found my thrill on Salisbury. No, that's not it. No, no, but... um. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna get this right. Anyway, there's a line in there that says, you know, uh, he had to keep his mouth shut because people would start, you know, looking at him funny. And what we were talking about earlier is like, do I, how much do I talk about God? Or are they gonna look at me funny? You know, and it just reminded me of that line. 
in the in that song. And with that, Peter Gabriel. Uh, that's who it was. Oh, here, here we it? go. Um, Peter, oh. keep in silence. I resign. My friends would peep. My friends would think I was a nut. Peter Gabriel. And what's the name of it? Salisbury Hill. Wow. See, you're you're. Uh, you got a lot of music. I don't. Never mind. I know. I, I got so, a lot of. I'm learn. I'm learning a lot. Because I uh, I gotta start queuing this up without actually playing it. But I um. You know, I've just been musically inclined. My dad's started me on Sinatra. Then my parent, you know, mom and stepdad got me in the '60s, '70s, and now I've just got my own eclectic taste. This is really cool, eclectic taste. I caught that. I'm, I'm, I feel kind of rude that I'm reading this, but this gentleman just uh, responded again. And what I want to do today, if okay. I don't instead go out and really enjoy. I have RC airplanes that are saying, fly me, fly me. Hmm. RC meaning remote control, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm a RC nut. Well, what happens, what happens is, and I'm not focusing well, but I get really excited about things. Like I've got a, all of this uh, uh, flight simulator okay. stuff with the, the yoke and three, my goodness gracious, got all these screens and stuff. Well, I probably spent five, six, seven hundred bucks at least in that stuff, and it's just getting all dusty in the basement. So I think oh, I you got to break it out if it's nice. You got to break it out. Oh, the RC stuff I do, yes, but as far yeah. as breaking out the, 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 you know, it, it it takes me an hour and a half to fly from Boone, Iowa, to Ames, Iowa, which is only thirteen or fifteen miles, and then I crash at the airport every time. <laughs> So I think I need to stick with RCs and not. Oh yeah, you know. I think that'd be not that'd be that'd be smart. Uh, <laughs> see, because the way I know you now is like your brain could be flying. You, your brain could be flying. That's good. That's you. <laughs> you could be flying, and then your brain's like, "Wait, let's go over there when the runway's over here." So I I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. how it go. But you know, yeah. you just reminded me, they're doing drone delivery at CVS now. If you need your medication. So, really? Yeah, they are doing that. This is what happens when I'm stuck on my phone all day because I can't go out. I just got these notifications that seem timely all of a sudden. Uh, CVS and UPS have teamed up to deliver CVS prescriptions by drone in Florida. That is... It's just, it's almost surreal. It's kind of like the Jetsons. Yeah. You know? Yep. I think that's I have so, the I That's so I true. Have. We're in the Jetsons world now. And by the way, you can be arrested in certain places for flying your drone even, like if it's dangerous. Oh. Look at that. I just happen to have the soundtrack from uh the Jetsons main title. I got a lot of stuff on my computer. <laughs> I just well, keep adding. Hey, let's try that. Let me see if you could play it through your board into my thing. That'd be kind of cool. I don't think it will come through, but I can try it. I will drop this in here, over here, like this. and You don't hear it, do you? I don't hear it. I only hear it through your mic or whatever. It's not through the board. Okay. But if I do this, uh, how about this? Wheezy, you're fixed. Oh, I yeah. got that, yeah. That's I through my in the Zoom. toy box and found me an extra speaker. And how do you feel? 
Oh, I feel swell. In fact, I think I feel a song coming on. That's my life. That's how I put that one on my little board yesterday. You know, can I ask you something just real quick? And I know you got stuff going on and both, both of us do. But you, so you're responsible to have all of the audio clips, everything yes. ready for producing. Yes, I do. Show. So how I do it is I do 8 a.m. to 9 or whatever till the interviews are complete. And then I go into my regular day job type of thing. But the whole point is that this has been able to give me a routine that I can stick with after quarantine and still be sharp at my job. So I feel Ooh. like they're hand in hand here. A routine after quarantine. I'm going to try some rap. Oh, actually, you do a rap and then you play it. You should play it. Send it to me and I'll play it on my show, too. Well, there's a, a, a gentleman I used to have here every Saturday morning. His name's Todd Stevens. And uh, I would try to he's a he's a he's a Christian guy that does rap music. And so I would try to do rap and he, he'd just say, Mike, no, I no. So then I'd say, well, you know what? Fine, then. Don't you be stealing watermelon out of my garden and don't smile at night running down my alley. We're really tight. I could tell. We are. It is so cool when you can have that kind of a relationship with somebody that other folks would go, he's going to get punched. He's Someone's going to pull a gun on him. Someone's going to. He just mm. offended. There was one guy I had in there for three hours that. Yeah, yeah, he got really mad at me. Mm. Yeah, By the okay. way, in all this conversation, I forgot to tell you, you can listen to Radio Hope at 9 a.m. Eastern. He's going to be doing his, uh, well, it's, I guess a change it up show with what happened <laughs> this week, but he'll be on the air nonetheless, right? No matter what, a show's got to be done. Well, it, there's a part of me that's kind of sort of, uh, um, sometimes I make I make appointments or whatever, schedule somebody, and I'm like, why did I do that? Because I'm not that much into city government or county government. So maybe I need to be a little more laser focused on what Radio Hope is and what it isn't. Well, with that, and I don't mean to make people laugh, but you are having uh, your friend who created the poopy bag on Saturday. That'll be fun. Thank you for, yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I used a poopy bag yesterday. Now, for for you or for a dog? For you or for the dog? Was it for the dog or was it for you? Um, for the dog. And uh, it worked well. I, it's great in winter because they're really thin, but they're thick enough that they won't, you know. And you can warm your hands. You just don't want to squeeze it. I've never seen your dog. I don't think I've seen your dog yet. My Chewini? Yeah, I've never seen the Chewini. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, i maybe I'll have the Cheweenie on someday. Oh, well, how old? Uh, she's, I think she's seven now. It took two weeks before she would warm up to me. She was, she was abused. Oh. Yeah. Well, I had a Katrina rescue for about 12 years. He, she passed away in 17, but I will tell you that that dog, uh, Probably had something happen to her in Louisiana before the hurricane hit, the Katrina hurricane hit. Because every time I'd roll her blade up to her, she'd bark and everything. So we think that something happened with her and a bike and all oh, that. But wow. then she, then she like warmed up to me, and I mean, she's ended up laying on my lap most days. Oh, I miss her. Yeah, aren't they? 
they are so so. We just so... had to get past the whole dropping hot soup on my lap by accident phase, and then we were good. You had that happen. Mm-hmm. She jumped Six up on months. the table and boom, all over my lap. Six months old and uh, scalding hot coffee was dropped on my legs as a little infant. Oh my god! Seriously, and they did. Yeah, and then when I was little, really little, about the same age probably, some neighbor kid uh, got in through the front door. My mom was in the back doing laundry or something, and I was in my crib, and and evidently this kid got in the crib and jumped up and down on me and bit my ear, and so they took me to the hospital, and the doctor wanted to know uh, uh, what kind of animal it was. Well, who was it, your kid brother or something? No, it was a neighbor kid that had some oh my mental mental issues. Yeah. And these were things I found out much later in life. And it was like, wow, why didn't somebody tell me that's why I got that little chunk missing out of my ear. Do you know how long I've wondered why I've been so defective with that little chunk missing? Uh, How long? Well, that was in 79 when I found out about the, Mm. (laughs) a lot of things happened in 79, the summer of 79. Yeah. Wow. That was 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, and by the way, that's what happened. That's why it's very intriguing to watch how people monitor kids who have those issues of biting and everything. Because that ha- that does not go away. It goes on till they're you know twenty uh, teens and maybe a little more past that. But it okay. does get very intense. I'm going to uh, get ready to. Yes, you've got to go live in 10 minutes. So I will let you go. But Mike Myers, Radio Hope, 9 a.m. Thanks for doing it once again today. And I am going to check out how to get this thing to work. This, this, what do you call this? Share screen, video recorder, which one? Uh, Zoom? Or Zoom in general? Yeah, Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. Are you using the free version? No, I actually paid for for it for fifteen dollars, but it's a very worthy investment. So, oh wow, I have to check into that. Okay, thanks, man. Love you, brother. Be well. You too. There yep. goes Radio Hope, and uh, there goes me. I'm going to be back in just a minute on Spreaker. We've got Rabia Sohail up next of Croft Investment. She's got some advice for the small business people out there that might be listening to this. And uh, we'll listen to the podcast after. We'll be back. All right, well, as we continue here, I've got my next guest, Rabia. Well, remind me your last name, Rabia. So Sohail. Sohail, nice to yep. reconnect. And uh, I know you're helping small businesses throughout this whole crisis, and I'm getting, getting different perspectives. What What's your perspective, and how are you helping um, this during this time? So, for example, we have a lot of businesses that are that it's hard for them to make it for like the next month or so and we're letting them know that the government has released funding for them specifically to help for that so we're helping with the sba loan consulting as well as uh funding for those loans and then the allocation for them afterwards and how uh how has the 
you know, portioning of, of these funds? Are they looking equal? What are you seeing with all the loans themselves, the funding and all that? Well, to be honest, I think I see a lot of the bigger businesses that have sort of ate up all the loans. That's how we got rid of them so quickly. Um, and the small businesses that either aren't able to make the SBA consulting fees or they don't have relationships with SBA bankers, those are the ones that have been left in the dark. Well, have you? So you're saying that there are some that haven't even needed the loan and now it's kind of a new experience for them? Yeah, so a lot of businesses, like I spoke to one um, person and he said, small business owner, he's never asked for anything. He's never asked for a loan before in his life. So for them, it's like a whole new um, experience to say, oh no, I actually need money to keep my business running. And how has that emotional toll been on them to worry about all this? It's like a new realm, it sounds like. Yeah, for them, it's like they, they don't know if their business would have to shut down. They A lot of people have laid off their employees. So it's been definitely emotionally turbulent times for small business owners. And it's just, you know, they're going day by day. And, you know, you and my friend Ashi always are doing incredible jobs promoting what you guys are doing. How important is the social media on this trying to help people get the information out? It's incredibly important. I'm doing all that I can to reach out to small businesses that are already on social media. I'm calling them any way that I can reach out to let them know. Just the awareness of it has an impact. So whether or not that, you know, they get the funding or not, because it's not guaranteed money. So, but just the, they need to be aware of the fact that there is money out there, billions that's out there. And what company are you with that's providing all this help uh, during this time? I'm with Craft Enterprises. And we're basically known as the entrepreneur's back office. So we do everything from the SBA and financial consulting to the taxes. We do uh, the marketing. So anything that a small business needs needs help with, we help them with. And for um, for you, how are you feeling during all this? How's your state of health and mind and all this during the quarantine? I think it's been it's been hard for everyone. It's been tough. Um, the best thing is to remain positive, to keep helping you know everyone that we can, keep being knowledgeable about what's going on, keeping you know an edge on the environmental aspects of it. So just always keeping a tune as to what new information is out there for us to help the small businesses. So it's sort of like a nice feedback loop that we have going on. And it in this time, it's like. There's so many conflicting reports. How can we get accurate information on the loans themselves? Um, obviously, people still tune to the media. Are they doing a good job talking about this, or is there some discrepancy? What are you seeing with the whole portion, with the whole like messaging and response and narrative to the SBA loans? Well, the biggest thing that I would recommend is always get your information from a .gov website. So whether you're going directly to SBA.gov or you're getting it through um, the White House press, what's going, what's being passed through the Senate and through the bills, just get your information from a first source as close as possible. And for those who might be scared, I mean, I think a lot of people are scared right now. What's your calming message? I find people I bring on are very calming. So what is your calming message to them as they try and flood the loan portal? That there has been additional funding, so don't be afraid to apply. That's that's the least thing to worry about. If you need help applying, reach out to someone to get that help to apply. But that's the last thing that you need to be scared about. There are actionable sequences that you can take to get to a better position for your business and yourself. And um, 
and I know for yourself, you're busy at this. Do you go, are you doing Zoom sessions? Are you doing, how are you getting uh, meetings going during this whole thing? Yeah, we're implementing Zoom. We're using phone calls, emails, any way that the client feels comfortable, um, even on social media, like reaching out. So that has been helpful as well, too. So everyone that's on social media, small businesses, they're like, hey, I see what you're doing. You know, can you help me out with this? Can you give me a little more information about this? And we have a Facebook page set up as well, too. So one of our CPAs, he goes live almost every single day. And he talks about the PPP loans and the EIDL loans. So uh, the Facebook Live is also a great resource for small business owners wanting to get more information. Absolutely. I've seen everybody. Even LinkedIn has a live thing, and these live videos seem to be so informative. So that's, it's good to see that. Um, yeah. Small business community. Let's talk about that for a minute. How, how interesting is it to see them all come together during this? I mean, it normally is tight-knit, but do you find it's even grown, even businesses even more closer now? For sure. I think the fact that everyone is in the same boat in that it's everyone's facing uncertainty. Everyone is trying to navigate, you know, what's going on during this time, whether it's uh, a public health issue or even, you know, small business issue. So everything, everyone has definitely um, come together to help get to the next step for, for all of us. And what have you seen? Like any examples of that uh, coming together? Yeah, so I've seen, uh, there's actually one page, it's called Queens Together, and they have small businesses that are helping getting the word out um, of their uh, business through uh, helping healthcare workers as well, too. So mm -hmm. you've probably seen that a lot, too, having um, restaurants giving out to frontline workers, whether it's uh, grocery workers, whether it's uh, people in the hospitals, so just getting keeping their business as up and running as they can possibly have it, but also donating to those who need it even more than they do. So it's been nice to see that, you know, it's uh, amazing. extension of a hand. And it's amazing you said that, because I was just going to ask you about the Shake Shack $10 million, you know, give back to the SBA loan and whatnot. When you see big corporations do that, that's inspiring, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. I think um, big corporations that are able to help at this time, they know what it's, you know, how businesses are doing right now. For, so for them to be generous enough to, you know, extend their um, generosity, it's really heartwarming to see. And as you mentioned, the healthcare workers, we cannot go without saying they've been amazing. They are our heroes. Um, how can, the, how, how can, even if we're struggling financially, what are you seeing that the businesses are helping the hospitalists? Hospitals, how are they helping out the hospitals? Well, I've seen people that have... Um, bulk masks and gloves and any uh, PPE equipment, they're definitely helping donate. The communities have been gathering together. Um, there's a lot of forums and groups that I'm part of that they're helping getting um, the PPE equipment to the hospitals as well as food. So, mm. you know, the sleep, like hopefully, you know, the healthcare workers are taken care of, but in terms of food and protection, like I've seen the communities come together and help as much as they can. Uh, by the way, Robbie had graduated from Queens College. Did you, do you think that experience helped you in today's world? Like, do you think that, that education, that can't, because I think it's helped me just being there and being there for years. It's probably helped us all get through this moment, right? Yeah, so I was part of um, a life group. It was called Leadership is for Everyone, and we used to have to go to these, like, you know, club hour activities, and it's definitely helped, you know, expand my horizon, be more open to what's out there in the real world aside from academia. 
So it's definitely helped give a transitional bridge to the real world as as opposed to just a collegiate environment. Rabia, the small businesses have often kind of been overlooked and they only like get on it on Small Business Saturday. So I guess my question would be, can we see more recognition of small businesses after this more than we did before the pandemic? I think so, for sure. I think knowing how the public has seen small businesses suffer, they're probably going to support them even more after this pandemic if they're not already doing so now. And so just for people who do can support them right now, what is your, uh, aside from the federal government, how can we help as a regular citizen if we have the capacity to? Uh, just still get your food from them. I mean, a lot of people are slowly starting to open up. I think for New York, it's May 15th. So just frequent the same businesses that you used to frequent before, you know, this pandemic and continue to support them and continue to get, you know, whether it's food or whether you're going out, you know, just continue supporting uh, small businesses specifically, because as they say, small businesses, they help feed their family. You know, it's not a big corporation. Well, Rabia, this has uh, been informative, and I've, um, I don't know. I just think that they need to get more recognition, in, and I know you see that every day as well. And, yeah, th this is the other thing. The narrative has always been the economy's closed down forever, and it's like, no, they're still opening the businesses, right? So that message has to get out as well, that business isn't exactly closed right now. No, I mean, definitely the restaurants that are still open for delivery and takeout, there are some that haven't closed at all. You know, they've still been working behind the scenes, even though, you know, they're not open for seating, but they, they've been open. They've still been working. They're still, you know, producing what they need to do when, you know, they need our help now. You well, know, they need our, like us as customers. Absolutely. And so your clientele varies, obviously, but what sector are you seeing that needs the most help right now? I mean, you've got all these different industries. What industry is hurting the most in your in your viewpoint? Uh, I would definitely say restaurants and hospitality, hotels, um, you know, restaurants. Those are the have been the hardest hit. They've had to lay off their workers. A lot of them haven't been able to, you know, support their employee, their staff. So they've been the hardest hit. And of course, as you keep saying, as you say, it's good to give back and and order from them as well. And so that's where the sectors that might be doing good can actually pitch into these restaurants, right? If there's a healthier sector, they should be supporting the other sectors. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So this is a, this is good. Now, where can people reach you for consult, for help, for wherever? Like what, what's your platform? Where can we reach you at? So you can reach me either at my cell phone. That's 443-945-0702. You can reach me on my Instagram handle. It's at, R-A-B-I-A-S-O dot H-A-I-L. Or you can go to CroftEnterprises.com as well, too. So any way that you can reach me, email, Instagram, whichever works for you, uh, call. So I make myself, you know, easily accessible through those channels. And we're from, we're, you know, we live in Queens, and we know that this borough could get it, can come together, and now is the most important time. So for our borough, what's your message today for, for the borough? Um, just continue to stick together. I've seen a lot of great things happening in Queens. Um, restaurants coming together, healthcare workers coming together. And it's just like another um, pandemic. Just just like how everyone did come together during 9-11, this is going to be like another, you know, era of that. And once, once we do come out of it, we're just going to be stronger. 
And do you see like anything bigger changes like the way we communicate in the business world after this is all over or are we going to go back to meetings and whatnot? Yeah, so there's an important thing that um, we learned is that while we are going to have to probably social social distance after this, even after we open up, our social presence shouldn't end. So we should be present all the time, whether we're talking to someone on a Zoom meeting, on a phone call in person, and you're six feet away, that social presence should not be absent, even though the physical distance has to be there. And it's so interesting you mentioned that because now I know your question just popped up. Um when we are trying to talk to our friends that are small business owners, how do we encourage them but still not try and like, I don't know how to say it, but make them feel down that they're out of business? Like, how can we talk to small business owners right now in a way that's uplifting? I think the most empowering thing that you can do is let them know that there are options out there. Even though the SBA lending may have run out, it may run out again, there are other options for them to get help and lending for their business. So they do not have to shut down. There are options out there and to get help. Well, I do hope more help's on the way, and I hope that the the bills that we pass in Congress don't have to keep going because that's a lot of money we're doling out, but it's needed right now. But this is where individualism and coming together is really going to help boost the economy uh, in more ways than one. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Well, Rabia, thank you so much for joining today, and we'll get you back on as things progress because you've got an insight I love hearing. So thanks for joining us today. Sure, sounds good. Thanks so much, Alex. You got it. I'm Alexander Garrett, and this has been this edition of Keeping Real with Alex Garrett. Hey, that was 